But here's where we get to the absolutely disgusting one. 0.5% of the population is committing nearly 100% of mass shootings lately. Uh, no. No, three. The, 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 the response is three. The three trans people. I, I know Benny Johnson said that there was four, but one of those four uh, identified as non-binary in order to avoid allegedly hate crime charges. Uh, so at this point, we should really be looking at the stats here. And I believe the danger to all of us is cis people. It's, it's us cis people. Because again, mass shootings by gender status, 2018, 2023. Cis people did 2,826. Trans people did three. So, as I'm sure you're all gathering uh, yourselves from the horrifying news that came out yesterday about yet another tragic shooting, uh, uh, a deplorable act of senseless violence, I don't know how many of you knew that moments before it occurred, an article came out by the Washington Post. The article by the Washington Post has a 3D rendering and pretty graphic display of how AR-15s can damage the human body. I also did not know. I'm not talking about this as I'm somehow more clever than you. I found this out today uh, and then started going through the article. Now, again, content warning because some of this is going to be a little bit graphic, but it's got a whole bunch of animations that show you and you can rewind or fast forward based on how fast you're scrolling with your mouse, what exactly the bullet of the AR-15 does. And in terms of impact upon the body, as you'll see very early on on this first one, um, does not stop at the rib cage, does not stop at the lungs, continues to penetrate, and while penetrating, this rotation is obviously causing a lot more damage, and going to come right back out through the other side. It works with brutal efficiency. The scenes of chaos and terror are all too familiar in America. The AR-15 fires bullets at such a high velocity, often a barrage of 30 or even 100 in rapid succession, that can eviscerate multiple people in seconds. A single bullet lands with a shockwave intense enough to blow apart a skull or demolish vital organs. The impact is even more acute on the compact body of a small child. It literally can pulverize bones. It can shatter, shatter your liver and it can provide this blast effect, says Joseph Sakran, a gunshot survivor who advocates for gun violent prevention and trauma surgeons at John Hopkins Hospital. During surgery on people shot with high velocity rounds, said the body tissue is literally just crumbling into your hands the carnage is rarely visible to the public crime scene photos are considered too gruesome to publish and often kept confidential news accounts rely on antiseptic uh, descriptions from law enforcement uh, officials and medical examiners who in some cases of remains were so unrecognizable that they could only be identified through dna samples as the Quran put it we often sanitize what is happening the washington post sought to illustrate the force of the ar-15 and revealed its catastrophic effects this is part of a report in a 3d animation that shows the trajectory of two different hypothetical gunshots to the chest one from an AR-15, another from a typical handgun, to explain the greater severity of the damage caused by the AR-15. The second part depicts the entrance and exit wounds of two actual victims, uh, Noah Pon uh, Posner and Peter Wang, killed in school shootings when they were struck by multiple bullets. This account is based on a review of nearly 100 autopsy reports from several AR-15 shootings, as well as court testimony and interviews with trauma surgeons, ballistic experts, and medical examiners. The records and interviews show in stark detail the unique mechanics that propel these bullets and why they unleash such devastation in the body. So we're going to do this and I'll scroll through. This is the .223 caliber size round inside the AR-15. What makes this weapon so deadly is the speed of the bullet. It is small and light. The cartridge holds enough propellant to send bullets flying out of the barrel at a speed that would cross six football fields in a second. This is the 9mm sized round, a common choice in handguns. The bullets are larger inside smaller cartridges. They don't hold enough gunpowder to match the velocity of the .223. Any bullet can kill, and instantly, when it hits a vital organ. The speed of the bullet from an AR-15 causes more damage after it hits the body and dramatically reduces a person's chances of survival. As the bullet slows down, the, as said trauma surgeon, uh, Babak Sarani, the authority on casualties from mass killings, the energy is so massive that it has to go someplace and the body will literally tear itself apart.
Once again, this is just smashing through the lungs. In this hypothetical scenario, the bullet bursts into the chest cavity. It shreds lung tissue, severs nerves and vessels, and causes massive bleeding. It also begins to tumble, taking a chaotic path in the body. The speed of the impact creates a blast effect like the wake of following a boat, causing internal injuries far outside the bullet's path. Here, the blast destroys large veins that carry blood back to the heart. The 9mm bullet from the same distance takes a relatively linear path. Because that bullet doesn't produce the same blast effect, it causes far less damage. And as you can see, the trajectory moves as you would assume, like a bullet. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not someone who knows a fuck ton about guns. Uh, I've often been called out successfully about that, saying like, hey Lance, you know how many magazines are in this clip, stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, what? Is this a trick question? Um, but this one is pretty pretty shocking to, to just see visually, to see the difference in damage between these two firearms. One leading a straight line trajectory that I'd assume a lot of guns and bullets do. The other moving at such a high velocity, causing just absolute carnage once it enters the human body. The bullet from the AR-15 leaves behind a gaping exit wound. The 9mm fired from the handgun has a much smaller exit wound. In this scenario, with the immediate medical care and minimal bleeding, the victim has a chance of surviving the 9mm shots in a chest. The bullet from the AR-15, however, causes torrential bleeding and is quickly lethal. And you can just see the difference in casualty, or sorry, in damage to the human body here. Very easily represented. Two children, many bullets. When multiple bullets from the AR-15 strike one body, they cause a, uh, a cascade of catastrophic damage. This is trauma witnessed by the first responders, but rarely if ever seen by the public or the policymakers who write gun laws. The Post determined that there is a public interest in demonstrating the uniquely destructive power of the AR-15 when it's used to kill. What follows is a detailed description following the impact of bullets fired from the AR-15 at two young victims. It is based on an autopsy report from Nora Posner and Peter Wang for the Post obtained through public records. Due to the unusual visual nature of the representation, the Post took added steps of seeking and receiving the concept of the victims' families before proceeding with the count. Now, I'm not going to go through show the pictures and all this, but it goes to continue to show you the... 3D visual representations of what happens and what did happen in real life when these two children were killed. And when you see it uh, for your eyes, it's unbelievably striking. I am not a person who says you can't or shouldn't have guns. I'm not the anti-gun guy. I've fired guns before. I like firing guns in the forest or friends. My friends own rifles, shotguns, that kind of stuff. I am not anti-gun. I'm not here to take your guns away or pry them from your cold, dead hands, all right? I am here to advocate for gun uh, registration, uh, gun licensing. Uh, I think that these are incredibly reasonable things that a modern society can implement because we do it already, and Americans, you do it already, for a lot of fucking things. You do it for cars. I So many right-wingers in the past 24 hours have been giving me this fucking car or fork argument. It's always the same thing. Uh, uh, Lance, uh, 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 cars both kill people, uh, and uh, you know killers have used them to murder m uh, large amounts of people. Do you want to ban cars? No, I also don't want to ban guns. But guess what you got to do with cars? You got to take a proficiency test, know whether or not you're able to drive, then you get a license. That license has to be renewed at certain points in your life. You also have to register your car. You have to get them insured and you have to register the vehicle itself. The motor vehicles have licenses. Again, this is all pretty well understood. And it's not that, like, it's not seen as extreme. It's not seen as taking your rights away. There ain't nobody on the street being like, well, outside of weird-ass libertarians who believe everyone should do anything anywhere. But otherwise, it's, it's pretty within society something that we've all come to kind of understand you got to do the same thing in canada if you want a firearm in canada if you want a license to either carry or possess or own a firearm you got to take a course you got to take a two-day course uh you got to learn firearm safety you need to take tests at which point you are given a license your license requirements include uh if your spouses or exes are able to sign off on whether or not they feel that you are a danger which again it all makes sense there's a background check there's a criminal background check uh there's a uh what is it a mental health competency 
check. All these things uh, will uh, create a system in which it is going to be that you can, as a grown adult, own a firearm. But guess what? The firearm is registered. Uh, it is registered to your name. The police know the firearms that you own. If you transport handguns, you have to alert the authorities. Otherwise, rifles and shotguns are allowed to be transported uh, at your will. But you should still be carrying them within safety, uh, you know, cases and stuff like that this this isn't authoritarianism this isn't like communism this isn't like the world coming to take your guns away there's a fuck ton of gun nuts in canada there's people who have just ridiculous arsenals okay uh all that being said yeah you don't have quite the same freedom that you have in the U.S. You don't have the ability to go out buy an AR-15 with very minimal uh, work and then just start collecting as many magazines as you can and just go to town on this shit. It like it it's it's socialism though. It's it's really not. That's that's the wild thing, you know. A few hours later, a 28-year-old reporter armed with oh, sorry, 28-year-old shooter armed with two assault rifles and a handgun killed six people at a private Christian school in Nashville. In the wake of the massacre, the 129th mass shooting in the United States in 2023 already. The post-exposé has received sustained attention, with one person calling it the most powerful article you will read this week, another characterizing it as one of the most important pieces of journalism ever produced. Noting that the lethal rounds caused by AR-15s are rarely seen by the public, the newspaper demonstrated the trajectory of two different hypothetical gunshots to the chest, one from the AR-15 and one caused from a typical handgun. Then, after attaining permission from the parents of two school shooting victims, the team of visual reporters created 3D models to depict how the bullets fired from the mass killer's weapon of choice obliterated the children's bodies. And when you see it, 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 it puts it visually in such a way that, like, you can't unsee. I know that's a very stupid stereotype to use, but, like, when you see the visual representation of how these two children were murdered and how the way this weapon works just demolished their bodies. It just tore through them. It's, it's not like a single bullet going through a hole, coming in one end and then popping out the other. It was full on. Like, this, this is, is, is there is no chance for survival. There, there is no, like... Well, hopefully, you know, thought the, the thoughts and prayers, the doctors can get there quickly enough. No, they can't. And the thing is, like, a lot of first responders, uh, paramedics, ambulance, they are the ones who have experienced this before. There's a lot of testimony from them who will tell you that, yes, there's a distinct difference between responding to a uh, shooting where someone has been hit by a 9mm bullet and someone who has been hit by an AR-15 and, and the difference in carnage and, and how difficult it is in one situation to even... Pretend that you're going to be able to to do something about it. The boomer in the group chat is posting come and take it memes and guns today. <laughs> Fun stuff. I do want to start with this. If no one remembers uh, the Charleston shooting when uh, Fox News was beginning to cover it, they wanted to come from an angle immediately of, hey, uh, even though this was a white supremacist, even though this was a white supremacist who went into a church who killed nine black Americans, don't rush to call this a hate crime, please. Uh, this was an attack on Christianity. That's that's what this was. Well, last night's deadly attack taking place at a historic church in South Carolina. The gunman's horrifying attack on faith, killing nine people, including a famed pastor. Attack on faith. On faith. Yes. Not on black Americans. You know, nine black Americans were slaughtered in this fucking horrifying event. But it was an attack on Christianity and Christianity alone. So if we're not safe in our own churches then where are we safe? Joining us right now is senior pastor of Hope Christian Church, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Your thoughts this morning? Well, first of all, I'm pastor of the Call Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, mm -hmm. but uh, we had a prayer vigil this morning at 6 a.m. praying for the people in Charleston, South Carolina. 
Uh, we're urging people, wait for the facts, don't jump to conclusions. But I have to tell you, I am deeply concerned that this gunman chose to go into a church because there does seem to be a rising hostility against Christians across this country mm -hmm. because of our biblical views. And I, I just think it's something that we have to be aware of and not create an atmosphere in which people take out their violent mm -hmm. intentions. Now, the reason I wanted to show you this first is that the exact same thing is happening right now on Fox News, except they're also adding that first part that they remember how right away it's like, oh, phew, please don't rush to conclusions. Don't don't assume that this was a hate crime. This, I mean, this obviously has to do with the fact that there is a, a very anti-Christian sentiment rising in America. No one's willing to talk about it, but it's very real. And I, I think that's what we should concern ourselves with. Well, in this case, they did rush to conclusions because Fox News is already running those kind of segments. Uh, but this time, they've also added the fact that it's trans ideology, you see. Trans ideology is uh, is potentially to, to blame for what happened here. After all, like, let's take a look at this. Look at these headlines. Left immediate try to make the trans killer the victim. Trans push has done enormous damage to young people. Trans killer reportedly resented the Christian school. Now, as of now, the shooter's manifesto has not been released. Uh, the details are as follows, uh, based on a LinkedIn profile, which has been successfully corroborated by the Daily Beast. Uh, it is a trans man going by he, him pronouns. And because of that, uh, let's remember every single shooting that the right has immediately tried to just assume, because they always try to do this, let's see who the shooter is going to be, and then when we do, uh, how can we manipulate it? Uh, well, there is a rumor on 4chan that they may be non-binary. Well, there's a rumor on Reddit right now that they may identify as a trans woman or a trans man, you know, that, that kind of shit. And then afterwards, they issue no corrections, because they don't issue corrections on any of this shit. Uh, the, the story about the Prosthetics Express teacher, Zero corrections. The story about the kitty litter box, zero corrections. Like, over and over and over, they lie, push the narrative they want, and then after the fact, it's just like, oh, okay, so that's what happened? All right, well, you know. Uh, and in this case, well, it seems like they finally got what they've been looking for. It seems like they finally got the, the boogeyman. Uh, ben Shapiro, what if we treated symptoms of mental illness as worthy of care and observation rather than as acts as heroic resistance to the, quote, system worthy of social celebration and incentivization? Ben Shapiro coming out in support of trans conversion therapy and trans institutionalization. It's the guns. Okay, we'll ban the drag queens. No, it's the guns. Okay, well, we'll make sure we lock the doors. Ben Shapiro, it was the shooter who was a self-identified trans person murdering small children at a Christian school. With what, Ben? With what? What did he use to murder with? What was the murder weapon? How was the murder accomplished? How was this horrifying, senseless act of violence perpetrated? Hmm? I want to ask that. I get the same shit too. Like the fork argument. So many people replying like, uh, a, a fork is what I use to put food in my body, uh, and now I'm obese, so I guess we ban forks because this happened. And I was like, all right, first off, what's the primary, the primary purpose of a fork and a gun? What's, can, can we com compare and contrast? Okay, gun, the sole purpose to kill things. The, oh, the That's it. That's the only purpose of gun. You can use guns for other things. You can use it for a hammer. Uh, you can use it for any range uh, of utilities, but it doesn't change the fact that its sole purpose, why it's manufactured, produced, distributed, sold, and bought, is to kill things. That's the gun. The fork sole purpose is to put food in you, to help get food in your body. So yes, I would say the force amplification of the gun is more dangerous because it's much easier 
to kill a lot of people with a gun, then we should treat it as a society a little more seriously and require licensing for you to own that firearm. That's same thing with a car. Yes, a, a car's primary purpose is to get you from point A to point B. But a car does have, I would say, force amplification, as in it can cause more deadly damage than a fork. So we shouldn't have to license forks. You should be able to buy a fork at free will, go to Ikea, enjoy the fork freedom, all right? No one is going to pry your forks away from you. But the car, well, the car, yes, it has the ability to kill and or damage people, objects, stuff like that. So we should license them. Its primary purpose is not to murder. It's, it's to get people from point A to point B be but it can do damage so we should license them hey planes planes can be flown into buildings right yeah uh, their primary purpose is not that they're, they're, they're not designed to do 9-11s that's not the purpose of planes but that can happen and so because planes can cause an enormous amount of damage those who fly planes should probably have licenses right pilots they, they should have licenses to do that and that way we can keep track of both the people who are flying the planes and what they do with those planes that's it's again not its primary purpose. This is not what the, the, the thing was designed to do, but that's probably something we should agree upon as a society, right? The quartering, like, okay, so I took some flack for some people the other uh, week for pointing out that the quartering came out as a chaser because he posted uh, someone, like, you know, accusing him of defending Blair White uh, because he's attracted to her uh, with the Brokeback Mountain meme, and then right away he's like, oh yeah, I'll go spend a weekend in the mountains with Blair. So I was like, quartering is now coming out as a chaser. And then a handful of people were like, well, I mean, he's actually d defending trans people online, so is this really the battle lance? Like, maybe, maybe you know, just let him cook and stuff like that. And I was like, this guy is a massive ass transphobe. He, like, just because he's coming to the defense of his friend doesn't mean that overwhelmingly, the, the shit that he pours out there that he pumps out on a regular basis isn't exceptionally damaging he's a massive fucking piece of shit why wait why is this why you're coming at me but yeah uh the amount of shit that he's been posting hero cops ventilate nashville shooter these dudes active fast shot with precision and saved lives big takeaway on each time an officer hesitated in a doorway they were literally pushed forward direct to the threat no wasting time it's easy to feel the situation or freeze up in a situation like that even if they're well trained the mentally ill are already prohibited from owning firearms this has to be the tweets that age badly. Hall of Fame. Tucker Carlson is afraid gun-toting trans people will start political violence. They didn't want to commit it, and they want you defenseless, so you can't fight back. Hmm. Looks like we're going to have to have a very busy day of demonetized videos coming. Lol. If you identify as transgender, you're openly admitting that you have a mental illness and you shouldn't be Ill eligible to purchase any gun legally. Conservatives asking for red flags laws is not what I expected to see today. Oh, well, okay, he's still bouncing back and forth. But here's where we get to the absolutely disgusting one and if anyone wants to go to this and you know at community notes him and then at seth dylan just to make seth dylan feel good about being a hallway monitor i think that'd be fun um 0.5 percent of the population is committing nearly 100 percent of mass shootings lately uh no no three the the the, the response is three the three trans people I, I know benny johnson said that there was four but one of those four uh, identified as non-binary in order to avoid allegedly hate crime charges uh, so at this point, we should really be looking at the stats here. And I believe the danger to all of us is cis people. It's it's us cis people. Because again, mass shootings by gender status, 2018-2023. Cis people did 2,826. Trans people did three. This means by ratio of the population for how many people trans people make up, they are less likely to be mass shooters than cis people. But no, we are still going to get a full fucking day of the worst takes, the worst takes on the internet. Just just non-stop takes of people being like, well, 
what did we warn you? Uh, apparently, if you are on HRT and you are taking testosterone supplements, they can create more aggression. Yes. So I was like, wait, is, is are you is this an argument for forced feminization of all cis men? Because that, that's what that's what this sounds like. Uh, yes, men are 98% of the mass shooters. Yes, men are more violent. Yes, men statistically. No question about this. So if you're like, well, this trans man was taking testosterone and it may have made him more violent. I was like, so wait, is the solution that we have to force feminize all cis dudes then? Like then cis men won't be nearly as, as violent if they all just become women? Is, is that what you're saying? Because otherwise this stuff is ludicrous. Like it's it's so mathematically absurd to to now come at this entire thing with like one hundred percent of mass shootings lately really seem to be trans people. No, they don't. <laughs> three, three, it's almost three thousand cis people. This is a magnitude of nearly one thousand times. Nearly one thousand times more cis people seem to be mass shooters in the United States than trans people. That's the, it's just baffling that you would try to push this narrative. And, and honestly, like, embarrassing, I guess? Do you have no shame? Like, there, I've seen the replies of these. Even the right are, are going like, uh, not sure I feel about this one, Chief. Because, like, you know, there's only been about three mass shooters who were trans. So, uh, it, all right. Tim Poole, of course, has uh, been having himself a day. Uh, they're all, by the way, the 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 really famous right-wing pundits are basically doing the very safe play, which is that, like, these heroic police and the police cam footage is unbelievable, but there's a lot of fucked up, really gross-ass parts of the internet right now that are using it as some kind of, like, anti-trans, like, uh, you know, posting, like, you know, successfully detransitioned, like, gross-ass, horrifying memes and shit like that. Um, and then, of course, there's sections of the internet that are just playing it as closely as possible. But so, retweeting, you know, white supremacist Jack Pacific. Why was the FBI making lists of traditional Catholics, but not focused on the transgender day of vengeance? We know why. A psychotic and deranged cult formed by social media algorithms and supported by feckless politicians is growing increasingly more violent. Yeah, right-wingers. <laughs> I'm going to quote tweet this later. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah, so David Pakman deleted the tweet. Why, David? David, man, they came at David because he told the truth. That, that was the truth about this, you know? So David Pakman basically said uh, something to the effect of why are people uh, concerned? Oh, why is, uh, how did the Nashville uh, Catholic school get shot up when I thought thoughts and prayers were what it took to pre prevent school shootings or something to that effect? Obviously, um, I, I would say at worst you can classify that as an edgy statement to make in the wake of a mass shooting, especially, but not factually incorrect, not fact like, so, like sassy, edgy, fine, uh, one that yes is going to warrant backlash, not the one you would make if you wanted to be like, oh, I'm going to play things safe, but again, he wasn't wrong. He got fucking blown up by the right, though. I, I saw every single right winger be like, "Holy! F I thought Pacman was the reasonable one. Looks like the we've lost the last reasonable one." <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> they were harassing Pacman's father. Oh yeah, of course. Go after the family. The trans shooter left a manifest, uh, not a suicide note, and it isn't hard to infer the message intended. Why is it not hard to infer? Because you haven't read it. We don't know what the manifesto says. Like. They're really, really leaning so heavily into this. If the manifesto is something to the effect of this individual was, uh, let's just say, abused 
by the church because that and we're going to get to this coming up pretty soon this church has been accused multiple times of the sexual abuse of its students if this is what's going to be revealed boy did all of you who are leaning so hard into this you are betting on such a dangerous thing because you've already run with the narrative so if the manifesto backs up what you said you've already got exactly what you were looking for so this is basically you're already playing that card Anything else other than that card, if it turns out it's something along the effect of I was uh, sexually abused at the church or I was this at the church or that happened, rather than because of my transition and my trans ideology, I noticed that I immediately had to eliminate all cis people from public life. These like That's what they're all hoping this is going to say. That's what they're all hoping this is going to, to, to reveal. And, and they're already running basically with that narrative, you know? Oh, Newsweek, by the way. Wow. Drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors were banned in Tennessee this month, while assault weapons remain legal. And then Tim Pool, is this a threat? No, it's a statement of fact. All of this energy, this non-stop crusade against trans kids, trans people, like all this focus on we have to pass laws, we have to prevent them from getting health care, we have to keep them out of schools, we have to keep them out of sports, keep them out of prisons, all this kind of shit. Is it making anyone's lives better? Is it making society, it's make, definitely making trans people's lives worse, but cis people, I ask you, is it making your lives better? Is it feeding you? Is it putting food on the table? Is it putting electricity in the homes? Is it fucking lowering the amount of money that you are getting stolen from your bosses? Is it, is it increasing your pay? Is it making your hours better? Is it making your working conditions better? Is it making the quality of life for your children better? Are, are they going to school happier? Are they just thrilled every single day that trans kids aren't allowed to, to not cry when they have to use a bathroom every single moment of the day? I don't think kids are really into this shit. To be honest, like, adults don't seem to be into this shit. When poll after poll is revealed, it turns out that you know, adult Americans do not care about the trans issue nearly as much as the far right focuses on it non-stop. So it's one of those things where, are the ban on drag queens making your lives better are they keeping you safe are they keeping your kids safe by the way assault weapons that are used in deadly mass shootings yes those same ones they're legal drag queens banned assault rifles fine one thing that is used to effectively produce incredible amounts of carnage just tear through the human body in such a way that it is unsalvageable that if someone were to show up to try and save your life it is too late it has already fucking ripped up your fucking organs that's the ar-15 that's the biggest difference between it and other weapons that's why it's so effective it's why it's the quote mass shooters weapon of choice because it's so effective it's hey there's a bunch of tools to achieve a goal i want my goal is carnage terror horror of the highest order what do I do to get that? What, what's the best tool at my disposal that I can buy to achieve these ends? It's, it, it's an AR-15. All right, let's get that. A thread. The Covenant Presbyterian Church and its church-run school targeted in today's uh, tragic shooting are at the center of a complex child abuse scandal from 2002 to 2012. A 2012 lawsuit alleges the defendants associated with the Covenant, including Bachman, Eads, Avery, and Robinson, were involved in concealing unlawful child sexual abuse by John Perry. The plaintiffs were unaware of the abuse until 2012. By 2015, two lawsuits alleged child sexual misconduct by Perry. During the divorce proceedings, Perry's ex-wife claimed inappropriate marital conduct led to the separation and also reported by the Arkansas Times. John Perry was a prominent pastor who had co-authored several books when the Arkansas governor, Mike Huppet, uh, with Mike Huckabee. 
The church allegedly used Perry's home as a, quote, safe house on the back of his, quote, good reputation for children when they believed they were mistreated by their parents. This arrangement allowed the church to remove children from their homes and place them under Perry's care, raising serious concerns about the safety and protection of these vulnerable children in the hands of a confessed child molester. In June 2009, a family sought help from the attorney, Larry King, Crane, after being silenced for raising concerns about children's safety in Perry's safe house. Crane later filed a $3 million lawsuit against the person who reported the abuse while representing Perry. Additionally, the Davises sued Covenant Presbyterian Church and parishioner Dale uh, Lobeling, accusing the church of covering up for the ch uh, confessed child uh, molester, John Perry, and putting children in Perry's so-called, quote, safe house. The family claims they were harassed, assaulted, and threatened for raising concerns about the church's concealment of child sexual abuse. Despite the scandal, local media in Nashville has not covered the story involving John Perry, who admitted to sexually molesting his daughter in court. Presbyterian Church Associates was removed uh, was reportedly going to bring charges against Pastor Jim Backman of the Covenant, another church member who implicated in enabling abuse, yet no one has been charged in connection with the child sexual abuse allegations and cover-up. This leads to the question, when females only commit 2% of all mass shootings and have only committed 4 of the 147 school shootings before this event, could this have been a carefully plotted vengeance mission? Um, I'm not going to say his name, decided to partake in a tragic event of vigilante justice to try and bring attention to the sexual crimes for which no one had ever been forced to pay for. The ages match up. Uh, they were born around 1994. He would have been an uh, elementary schooler around between 2002 and 2012 when the alleged abuse happened. Covenant Presbyterian taught kids from K to 6th grade. Could they have been a victim as well? Below is a link to the document belonging to the database outlining the sequence of events of Covenant sex crimes and cover-ups. It was compiled and created by a man attempting to expose a Covenant for merely a decade. What are they trying to hide? As a disclaimer, there's no way excusing the actions of, in no way, did anything that happened to him justify his actions, and that is not what this post is trying to excuse. This post is attempting to dig at the facts surrounding a murky sequence of events. Another potential piece of the puzzle. Uh, he messaged uh, his middle school basketball teammate on social media, informing him that he was going to die by suicide side uh yes that is true something that could disprove the theory is if covenant was actually secondary target and the undisclosed school was the main target this is unless the undisclosed school is somehow in the connection to the abuse scandal uh from what the regional area excludes to multiple uh, christian schools in that area in what time period having allegations of cover-up and sexual abuse but in a less than likely scenario in my opinion wouldn't even be testable until the manifesto is public anyways as to why he would target uh, kids when an adult would be the abuser, who knows? Anyone who would senselessly murder children and teaches isn't logical. Uh, they don't think rationally. Plus, um, uh, if he were, he was likely on testosterone and other psych meds, uh, testosterone increases aggression and impulsivity, and who knows what uh, comorbid conditions and antipsychotics, SSRIs, or uppers he was on. They don't think rationally, but this theory is uh, being true is neither favorable to the right or left of the political spectrum, obviously. I don't think it's favorable to anyone. I think that's a very weird way of putting it. Um, it's horrifying. The, the, the fact that sexual abuse is so rampant, not only within the church, but within the school system, and just in general public, the fact that we are targeting LGBTQ plus people nonstop as like somehow the, the primary aggressors of sexual abuse, when the primary aggressors are straight cis men, we know who they are, they're usually friends or family known to the victims, and that's what needs to be talked about, and that's what needs to be put in for, first and forefront. And no, it doesn't help as a leftist, my narrative, to find out that a school shooter was also sexually abused by a church. I'm not like, oh, well, yes, Plus one can't wait to dispose us another victory. It's all fucking sad. It's like it's all sad and tragic and fucked up uh, and horrifying. But if it's the truth, then it needs to be told. If it's the truth, then you can't push this narrative that this individual. It, like there is absolutely at this moment, 
zero, zero evidence that this shooter did what he did because he was trans. This was not a trans activist. For every single Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, Stephen Crowder, who's coming out right now and is just so fucking thrilled to be like, oh, we told you this, blah, blah, blah. This, this was not a trans activist, let alone a prominent trans activist. Uh, and in this case, if they happen to be trans, that is not a direct correlation to why they would have committed an act of, uh, valiant, uh, sorry, act of violence. When the manifesto is released, if the manifesto is released, and it shows that uh, he had done what he did because he was sexually molested by the church, do you think you're going to get a single correction? Do you think Fox News is going to run with that? Do you think any of them are going to fucking post this shit? Do you, do you think you're going to get three or four Fox News specials going off all day about how, uh, well, uh, it seems this was less an attack in a church and more an attack on a pedophile. Uh, so, uh, yeah, unfortunate tragedy, but uh, one nonetheless. No. Absolutely not. It's a turf account. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm openly criticizing this account. I'm, I'm saying this is bullshit. Not only did they misgender him uh, from the very start, but now they're going into this like, oh, this is not going to fit either narrative, right? Like, blah, blah, blah. But if this narrative is true, the information itself that has been presented in this is this is not the only place I've seen this. This it was Ryan Grimm of all people who originally retweeted this saying like this might put everyone's narrative into a bit of a question. Well, if that turns out to be true, absolutely it would. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the Covenant School Shooter and Right-Wing Disinformation. The following is a piece that boils on the current events known about the shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville on Monday, March 27th. The shooter has become fodder for the right-wing culture war and disinformation is rampant, so we felt a text-based piece would be helpful to accompany the podcast on this. Uh, this is, of course, from the one and only, the great Robert Evans. If you haven't already, go follow Robert Evans on Robert Evans Podcast. Go listen to It Could Happen Here. He puts out awesome fucking shit. Here's the story in brief. The shooter entered a pro uh, private Christian school in Nashville on Monday morning and killed three nine-year-old students and three adult staff members uh, in their 60s, including the head of the school, Dr. Catherine Kuntz. Uh, the shooter went through a side door to gain entry to the school and was armed with at least two assault-style rifles and a handgun. As the shooter made his way through the first and second floors of the school, uh, they fired multiple shots, seemingly at random, before being killed by police on the school's second floor. Police statement following the shooting were varied and inconsistent. Initially, police claimed the shooter was a teenager, uh, but four a minutes later changed course and described them as a 28-year-old uh, woman. Nashville Police Chief John Drake eventually identified the shooter as of uh, Nashville. The chief added that Hale identified as trans. Both police and the media continue to refer to the shooter as a woman, with NBC printing. Nashville police have accused the coming to school shooter was a transgender woman. See, they, like, they fucked up so much on the reporting of this. Just, like, immediately it was like, oh, well, uh, this is rare for a school shooter to be a woman. That never happens, you know? Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, this actually was a trans person. But it was a trans woman? Uh, okay, so it was a trans woman. Uh, no, it was a trans man. Uh, Chief Drake also stated uh, that they were a former student at the high school, although he was unsure of what year. His initial statements on the modem, uh, motive in particular were extremely muddled and unclear, which is not uncommon in the wake of a mass shooting. Drake initially seemed to state that the shooter's identity as a trans person may have influenced the attack. This was taken up rather gleefully by right-wing pundits. Sometimes later on Leslie Holt's show, he clarified his previous statement about the possible motive of the shooter. We feel very strongly that he went to the actual school, that there's some belief that there was some resentment for having to go to that school. On the question on the shooter's identity was a factor in the shooting, Chief Drake said, right now we're unsure if that is actually playing a role. As mentioned, there were plans for the shooting on multiple occasions. This little piece of correction you will not see appearing on the right-wing pundits. They're only playing that first clip. And if you look at everyone who's just repeating these things, and by the way, oh my God, the disinformation coming out of the right over this has been fucking jarring. Like, half of them are sharing this video by Benny Johnson that is just selectively clipped to make it look like Joe Biden's uh, response to the shooting was to talk about chocolate ice cream. 
I love chocolate ice cream. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I, I got a bunch of chocolate ice cream upstairs. And yeah, if that was like, uh, Mr. President, what do you think about the horrifying events in Nashville? And that was his response. Yeah, that's deranged. Absolutely. And I would be the first to be like, yes, uh, this is really fucked up. The corn pop did that. You know, I can't believe that he would have said those things. He was speaking at a woman's summit. That was part of his intro. He was, uh, as people often do when they speak at conferences, making a few light jokes at the start of the thing, got into some topics. And then, yes, later talks about the shooting and and then identifies when he talks about the shooting he's like i'd now like to take a moment to speak for a moment if i could about the horrifying events that took place in nashville but every single fucking right winger was like oh my god can't believe his brain melted he just asked about the tragedy uh, the president responds with fucking i like chocolate ice cream and, and, and it's like god damn like i i make fun of corn pop all the time i i go after the shit that he that he does and says but like this is so dishonest it's so dishonest to frame this right now that joe biden came out and his response to the shooting was to talk about how much he loves chocolate ice cream absolute and utter uh, contemptible bullshit as you can see the facts are still rather muddled the claim that they attended the school seems to rest on the collection uh, by someone who was the headmaster of the covenant school from 2004 to 2008 he told nbc i've looked back at my annuals and i do remember him as a former student he was just one of our young men it seems likely that he transferred after graduating fourth grade uh, based on the recollections the covenant school is a preschool through sixth uh, private christian school founded in 2001 it shares the same location as the presbyterian church its website states that 33 teaching facilities around 200 enrolled students according to the school's website the covenant school is a ministry of covenant Presbyterian Church created to assist Christian parents in the church for providing an exceptionally academic experience frowned upon and informed by the word of God. He appears to have a website for graphic design portfolio uh, and the post suggests uh, being from 2023. The website has an about page, introduces uh, himself, also directs you to a vanished Instagram page. Uh, Self-portrait can be found. Uh, old Instagram handle before he changed it to. Um, I believe they're taking great strides in this article because, you know, they're awesome people uh, to use they pronouns specifically because as of right now, the only direct evidence of he him comes from uh, the LinkedIn profile uh, post, which has now obviously since been deleted. But that is the image that has been used primarily. And there's no one denying someone uh, their trans identity uh, or in my case, I'm trying my best to use pronouns. I know that's a fucking meme on the Internet, by the way um there's uh there's there's a lot of memes on the internet right now where it's like yeah yeah like someone's like uh you know she just shot up a school uh he just shot up a school and it's like lol that's what's important that over the thing and like i don't understand if a shooter does something and they're cis do, do you rush to misgender that cis person or are you just like wow that that dude really did a terrible thing dude you mean like he him no nah. We're calling, we're calling her a she/her now. Yeah, that that was a lady shooter. There are thousands of lady shooters. Ninety-eight percent of all shooters are ladies. You know. Although the Instagram page seems to have been taken down, it appears he and other social media accounts are still online. Uh, blah, blah blah. Shares a picture. Uh, the TikTok account was seldom active. The first visible post was from March. Uh, it was mostly about video game nostalgia, blah, 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 sometime between this and this year. Uh, the last visible post was from over a month ago, February 9, 2023. It is worth noting that as researchers who regularly come through social media profiles of mass shooters, none of us saw anything that would have been an indication of violence in uh, their public pages. Right-wing media has made a great big deal about the fact that uh, he made pro-LGBTQ ads, presumably as part of his job. So this is a potential ad, but there's actually very little to go on that in present. Some fuss has been made about uh, the art depicting Jack Nicholson's character from The Shining. Uh, but this appears to be the only piece of art referencing The Shining, one of the most popular movies ever made. It's hard to see how anyone could interpret a single piece of fan art as a red flag. 
Uh, whenever some horrific act breaks through the normal cacophony of uh, media noise, uh, cacophony of media noise uh, to draw mass attention, there's a fleeting period of time in which it is possible to reach people and break through the media bubbles in ways that are normally not possible. This is why frightening disinformation is so important in the early stages of a mass shooting, terrorist attack, or similar event. And that's why you're seeing what you're seeing right now. That's why you're seeing an overwhelming amount of right-wing media doing everything they can in their power to be like, holy fuck. Yeah, this is 100% a trans person who did it because of trans ideology and they were influenced and this is probably because they hated cis people and this is what we've always been warning you that this was just a uh, an outright attack on, on the cis and they're coming after all of us now the right-wing media understands this conservative personalities rallied rapidly behind the claim that this was an act of terrorism by a transgender person that justifies punitive responses look at every single one of them by the way they're all trying to outdo one another you know steven crowder uh, right now uh, is tweeting out uh like we need to start talking about how uh transgender violence is threatening our very way of life uh he also tweeted that like every single mass shooter has been stopped with a gun and no that completely false. The Pulse nightclub shooter, absolute and utter heroes who stopped the Pulse nightclub shooting, uh, did so, yes, w without the use of firearms inside the Pulse nightclub. Uh, it's There are mass shootings that are stopped with other people with guns. Uh, there are sh mass shooters that are stopped with cops with guns. There are mass shooters that are stopped with guns because the shooters shoot themselves. I think that might be a very high percentage of them. I don't have that information off the top of my head. But sure, yeah, a mass shooter who commits suicide in the midst of a mass shooting, you got a stat there, you know? Uh, this post from DC Drano, a husband, patriot, lawyer, constitutionalist, anti-woke, represents some of the most wild, popular and widely shared right-wing responses. Uh, many of his colleagues are eager to paint this as a wave of trans terrorism. When will they start talking about transgender mass murderers targeting innocent children in our schools? Enough is enough. The shooting he references as part of his reported trend happened in 2019. 19-year-old and 17-year-old shooting and killing of a student at a high school in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and rooting several numbers. The 17-year-old who has been sentenced as part of the shooting is transgender. They claim the shooting was in retaliation to bullying. This was, of course, not an act of terrorism. Bullying has been invoked as an excuse by school shooters for decades, and there is no reason to suspect the Highlands Ranch shooting represents anything unusual in this country's history of gun violence still claims like these have legs as well as we see in this post which earned a comment from elon musk the colorado spring shooter identified as non-binary incorrect the denver shooter uh, shooter identified as trans the aberdeen shooter identified as trans the nashville shooter identified as trans one thing is very clear the modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists elon musk my god soy what they're coming for us all oh god allow me to divorce just gonna keep putting this on screen just because like it just has to be reaffirmed because it's just it's all just so ridiculous it's so utterly absurd okay again 2018 2023 school shootings with four or more victims cis people 2826 trans people three three trans people statistically are less likely to be mass shooters than cis people by ratio of the population yes does that mean I think cis shooters, by the way, or cis people should have their rights taken away just because they are the majority perpetrator? Do I think men should have their rights taken away? Do, do I think that all cis men, because 98% of shooters are cis men, do I do I think all of them should be vilified? Do I think every single one of them should lose health care? Do I think every single one of them should not be allowed uh, to have the same quality of life as the rest of us? Uh, fuck no, I don't. That's not only because I happen to be a cis man and that would directly affect my life, but that's also just patently absurd. Uh, I think that if we see and identify a problem, and this problem happens to be that there's a very large percentage of people uh, who are committing mass shootings that happen to be cis men, well, we should be looking at possible solutions to this. There's some that you can do that are both... Uh, uh, reactive proactive some of them can be yes there should be a federal licensing program in the united states 
if you are a United States citizen, you want to own a gun or you want to continue to own the guns and firearms you already do, you got to get a gun license. You got to register your guns. You got to register your guns. You can do it on a state level if people are just so scared of federal rights and the big big government putting their terrible claws in everyone's shoulders or something. But whatever the case may be, yes, that is something you can do. You can run better background checks. You can close loopholes. You can get rid of assault weapons. You can do a, ban on, uh, a firearm ban on assault weapons. There's a lot of acts that you can do. And on the other end, you can start taking things seriously. You can start taking men's mental health seriously. You can start talking about men's mental health. You can start talking about suicide rates, depression rates. You can start talking about making healthcare available to everyone. You can start talking about making public access to healthcare available to everyone. You can start talking about how a lot of these school shootings, uh, sorry, a lot of these mass shootings, a lot of them, if you look at the stats, a lot of them are happening in places of work where the people work. Some of them have economic uh, instigators. Some of them have economic factors. People are fired from their jobs. People have really shitty work environments. People were rejected by uh, a, a partner sexually uh, and in their workplace. Uh, people who are committing mass shootings have very high rates of either being uh, pre-suicidal or not caring whether or not they die within the act of mass shooting. Look at all of these things. Start to think about how can you improve the quality of life for everyday Americans and in so doing, you will reduce the amount of people who will think that this is one of the only options because there's no way out, you know? Other right-wing influencers have used this to further uh, arguments that gender-affirming care, not firearms, should be restricted. Gender-affirming care should be completely banned after this mass shooting today. Uh, they are the final straw. This cannot continue. White supremacist Jack Pasebic, a conservative commentator and strategist, was amongst the first to blame the shooter's actions on his assumption that they were taking hormones. Testosterone increases aggression. So is, uh, is he going to be taking HRT then? Is, is, is he going to be taking hormone supplements? Uh, that tactic has already been picked up by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. How much hormones, like testosterone, a medication for mental illness, was the transgender national shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. Jack Bosevitz uh, clearly sees political hang, connecting this to Tucker Carlson's recent fear-mongering about armed trans people. Tucker was right. Two days ago, it, specifically targeted, uh, it was specifically targeted to Tennessee. There is no evidence that this was specifically targeted to Tennessee, and the police have stated the school itself was the target. This doesn't matter for Pacific. This is gleeful opportunity. If you wasted no time claiming unrelated memes supporting this right to self-defense for trans people somehow tied to the school shooting. Uh, this is the shooter. The feds are in the middle trying to scrub all the social media. The photo on the left is claimed to be of the national shooter at a protest. Screen grab from an Instagram account called Chicago Protests. Uh, this is fake. The Chicago Patriots Instagram itself makes clear. This was not the Nashville shooter with good wholesome trans people to speak out against the radical trans agenda, i.e. the sign. So about that radical trans agenda, yeah, you're going to probably see a lot more, especially as things get worse and harder for trans people, uh, about arming themselves and protecting themselves. That's because they are an oppressed group. Cis people are oppressing trans people. Cis people are calling for the elimination of trans people. Michael Knowles is asking for the eradication of transgenderism from public life. Uh, cis people are attacking trans people. Cis people are killing trans people. Cis people are throwing uh, Molotov cocktails into the establishments of where trans people congregate. Shooters are going into clubs and shooting gay and trans people. People are shooting up entire power grids because they believe they're somehow going to affect drag shows or again trans people. There's an enormous amount of violence being enacted towards the trans community. It is no surprise that people who are under threat are saying you should arm yourselves and we should protect ourselves in our community. This is not a call to the genocide of cis people. This is not a call or an act of violence. This is an act of protection, self-defense. The kind of shit that you would think the right would be all over, by the way. Is it fucking, isn't that the right's uh, bread and butter? 
uh, an investigative reporter at the <laughs> investigative reporter at the Daily Wire has made a career about lying about transgender people. Uh, Rosiak is one of many right wing content creators attempting to make links between the shooting and the queer self defense training and protests. This group specifically called for vengeance. Ian Miles Chong, a far-right influencer from Malaysia who also makes a lot of jokes about having sex with babies, stoked fear with similar rhetoric about how much of the conservative public is open season for gender extremists. Without any evidence, uh, his posts also implied a link between the shooting and the recent anti-trans legislation passed in Tennessee. There is currently no evidence tying the shooter to the legislative changes or the so-called Day of Trans Retribution. The sheer speed with which the narrative locked into place is stunning and underlines the importance to give this issue. It is disheartening and horrifying, but also too early to tell whether this would spread beyond their fetid corners of the internet. Well, I'm here to say, again, the good news is if you go onto Normie Twitter, if you look at how libs are responding, even if you look at how centrists and center, some center-right Republicans are responding, they are not 100% buying into the entire culture war fears of trans people. Uh, they are decidedly pushing back against this because yet another example of a horrifying mass shooting that took place due in part uh, due to the uh, brutality and power of AR style 15 assault weapons. Fox News guest blames defund the police for the shooting. Of course this one as well. Um, what do you um what do you look for for you know if you came in on the scene and they said all right uh, chief here's what we got what do you want to see first? Well you know I I, I want to see what caused it but that's less important to me right now you know pat rosen uh laid out pretty much how the investigation would go but i'd be looking first at physical security uh what kind of physical security did this building have and how was this woman able to get in the side door without anybody seeing her so i'd be looking at that uh, and, and then there's the bigger picture which which is really important neil you know this is a failure and we've had too many of these failures so we have to look at how do we fix it and the way we fix it is, one, with good physical security at schools. And two, you know, everybody's talking about it. <laughs> Sorry, Winston, I missed this, but... Republicans. It's not guns, it's mental health. Also Republicans. School-based mental health services. Nay. Well, I mean, one Republican said yay, but the rest nay. A few months ago, I wrote about how Sturmer. I want to know how to pronounce that, by the way. So it was an old German propaganda magazine during the Nazi period. Uh, how to pronounce their stamina? Is it gonna be Dice Dermer? Der Sturmer. Der Sturmer. That wasn't that far. Der Sturmer. Wasn't that far at all. A few months ago, I wrote how Der Stamme, a pro-Nazi paper in the 1930s and 40s of Germany, laid the groundwork for the Holocaust by linking every crime to Jewish people. Anyhow, here's the front page of Rupert Murdoch's New York Post today. Transgender killer targets Christian school. Manifesto leads to six dead, including three young kids. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that from the New York Post lately and a lot of the right-wing pundits. Rifle ban. There are 350 million guns out there now. We have to talk how to prevent those guns from getting into situations like this. So we need red flag laws. We need mental uh, treatment databases so police can see who has a gun and where it is and they can get to it before somebody does something horrendous like, like this. I, I don't think we're gonna see an assault weapon ban. I think that ship has sailed. But again, it's not gonna affect the amount of guns that are available on the street. Yeah, I think it's said there were more guns than people in this country. But having said that, um, let's say she got these weapons legally, uh, and uh, then it's going to raise the questions, all right, should we have made them so easy 
to get. I don't know, we don't, none of us really know about her past that much. Would there be anything in there that would have prevented her from getting these weapons? But the fact that they were the kind that could do this a significant amount of damage, um, you know, a lot of small facilities, I've been raising this with a number of, of guests, Commissioner, uh, they don't think they're going to be targets, uh, you know, especially a small uh, private religious school connected to a church. Most churches are almost always open. In this case, connected to a school, they might want to rethink that policy. But there are hundreds, I dare say thousands of such institutions across the country. So what do you do? Well, you know, we, we have to understand the times we live. Well, that's pretty cute. I, I, I'd like to, uh, well, I can't officially say it, but someone who may be in a uh, similar field as me may suggest this very same thing for Canada. To my fellow trans people in the U.S., if you feel unsafe, please take a little vacation to here in Western uh, Europe. We are very friendly and you're welcome to overstay your tourist visa if you catch my drift. Wink, wink. And we have to look at potential soft targets and harden them because if we don't, we're going to see this over and over again. And we can't. we can't do we couldn't implement a bug i'd say you'd have better uh success rates at um because you've already successfully banned assault weapons before in in the united states i think you'd have a better success rate at honestly going towards a licensing program a licensing program is something that like i even the most ardent of uh you know gun uh you know uh nuts probably on some level a lot of them they care about gun safety, right? Like, I, I've I've been around right-wingers in parts of the United States who are very pro-gun, but they also talk about gun safety. They also talk about how, well, yeah, you should know not to point a gun at anything that you don't intend to shoot. Uh, you shouldn't have the safety off if you aren't intending to use it at that time. A lot of those kind of things, right? Uh, so the the idea of being like, hey, there, we should implement a program where you get uh, a training course, two days. Uh, the course could be free. You could pay for the course by uh, doing a windfall tax on uh, a gun and uh, bullet manufacturers. That's what will pay for the course. Uh, they are already exceedingly rich. They're going to be fine. Uh, so that's how you pay for it. And then you get a free gun safety course in every single state. And that course could be taken by anyone. And if you complete the course after two days, you can apply for a gun license. In the application of your gun license, there will be a background check. Uh, and uh, that'll be part of it as well as they will be uh, checking whether or not your partner is comfortable with you owning the firearm. And then, uh, boom, you go out and, and buy your guns. Go go out and, and buy every 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 gun that you want to get your hands on. Disregard that's socialism. I know. I, well, I'm just... Issue and the demonization of law enforcement, which changes how police police. We have to go back to assertive policing. You, you remember, Neil? We had the safest large city in America because we took all the guns off the street. We used stop, question, and frisk, and we made sure that criminals knew that if they carried a weapon, they were going to be found and they were going to go to jail. And we could do the same thing again, but it's not going to happen in this permissive attitude that we have right now in this country. <laughs> permissive attitude? But, you know, a lot of people are looking at... You have the highest prison population in the world. <laughs> I've never thought of the U.S. as soft on crime. I've thought of it as the hardest on crime. Technically, I mean, you have the most prisoners. <laughs> Yet another incident like this, Commissioner, and saying, well... I'm going to arm myself. I, I don't want this to happen to me. And far from intimidating um, gun ownership, it, it encourages it. Um, I'm not here to take sides well, on no this. Problem. I'm here to say, does it have the opposite intention for a guy like you? No, I, I have no problem with 
with citizens who are not committing crimes possessing weapons, as long as they have the proper training and there's good background checks. And they, you know, for instance. Oh, okay. So we're in agreement. Yes. All right. So implement a gun licensing program, make it federal. And that's, uh, that's where we can go from all this. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel Kay, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arnie, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Anthropophojack, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.